We are live once again. It's a Thursday, and it is the Hughes Sports Podcast. I am your host, Jake Hughes. Along with me is the old man. Old man, how are you doing? I am a damn good. I'm feisty today. Guy, you guys didn't see it, but there was some there was some feistiness before the cameras even started rolling today. I am um, feisty. So I, of, I got the feistiness going. So for those of us who don't know, uh, or for those of you out there who don't know who we are, uh, we are the Hughes Sports Podcast. We cover the Vancouver Canucks, BC Lions, a smattering of other uh, important news to our favorite teams. Um, yeah, that's basically what we do. You can check that's us out on And then YouTube Jake yells on, at me. I don't yell. I just make my point and you get upset about it. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse my cough. This is the episode for February 23rd as we start. It is the intermission between St. Louis and Vancouver. Uh, Louis and we are losing. Oh. We're tanking. We're tanking the right one, way. So one goal one goal lead for St. Louis on Team Tank. Um, but yeah, let's jump into this week because there's a lot of things to touch on. Um, well, whether it be Vancouver it's... Connects related or... Let's talk about... Uh, the, the last game Vancouver played at home. Who were they playing? I forget. When they tied it up and they were booed. Ooh, I don't remember. My memory is it was not great. Just the last game. It was just like two days ago. I'm, I'm blank. But anyways, I thought it was hilarious that they got booed for tying the game. Shows you a right. how intelligent Vancouver fans are, and b this team just doesn't fucking get it. Stop winning. You're you're never going to tell the players that though. No, of course you're no. never going to tell the player, players. Or you're the... always going to try to win. You have to. And this is the first coach like Rick Tockett came out. I think it was last week and said he's not worried about wins and losses. He's worried about the process. Yeah. Which when was the last time you heard a coach say he wasn't worried about the wins and losses? Never. I've I've been alive for thirty years and I followed the, the, the NHL pretty closely for twenty of them. I've never heard a coach say, I don't care if we win or lose. No, it's, 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 I've never Which, heard that statement before. I, I mean, I guess if we would have followed Edmonton back in the day, I'm sure their coaches probably might have said something similar when they were getting the no. number one draft pick 12 years in a row. Um, no, no, it wasn't fixed. Like, no, of course not. The NHL doesn't fix things. Um, what are you doing? What are you? If for people who aren't watching, Jake is really distracted. I don't know if he's got porn on on the side or something. Monkey, you get some monkey porn well, happening have, on the side. Well, I have our show notes. Um, oh, I was like, what? That the way hell? I can keep this is you. This You're doing this. The, yeah, I don't. What are you talking about? It's like I'm looking here. My camera's there. It's like. You want me to stare you in the eyes directly? I'll just stare Look right at the camera. Look at me. Creep, Eye contact. Creep out the viewers. Ooh, that's creepy eyes. <laughs> just stare directly for an hour at the camera. Um, speaking of the fixing that the NHL may or may not do, that we have no evidence of them doing, um, did you hear Gary Bettman's comments? Gary Bettman's comments the last, I uh, don't know when this was, a couple days ago? Oh. Um, what did he say? The As of this month, Bettman has to say. He said, I'm trying to find the article, but he said that there is an agreement in place in Phoenix to keep that team there forever. 
Um, I think it was a... Uh, for those who can't um, see me, I just put my head down on my microphone. Um, when will he give up on that? Like, when does when do you pull the plug? You pulled the plug in Quebec. Uh, Quebec's Nordiques. You pulled the plug yeah. in Winnipeg when Winnipeg was sucked. Um, you pulled the plug in Atlanta, brought the flames to Calgary. Like, it's it's not like... Um, I just had somebody yell in my head, the Hartford Whalers. <laughs> it's not like we haven't had NHL teams fold and collapse and disappear. Yeah. We've had lots. Lots of teams have folded. Yeah. Atlanta, Atlanta tried twice. Atlanta tried twice. <laughs> and the Atlanta Flames failed. They went back again with the Thrashers because Batman knew best, and they failed again. Now, thankfully, that team ended up coming up to Winnipeg and reviving the Winnipeg Jets. But yes. Maybe it takes two times. Maybe it takes two times. Two times. The Minnesota North Stars were a team. They failed, moved to Dallas. They're yeah. thriving there. Minnesota got another team. They're working well. Maybe mm. maybe Atlanta's the only outlier where you need like but, four or five attempts. Because but Phoenix is own... <laughs> they're pathetic. Let's face it. They they barely spend the league minimum on wages. They they're playing in a in a in an arena that holds what four thousand or five thousand. It holds uh, about five thousand. However, they can only sell tickets for four thousand because a thousand of them have to be designated for uh, Arizona State University. <laughs> because that's where. It's <laughs> so the students get a thousand tickets to every game. Oh, sad. It's but just, hey, I don't that's, know. That's a thousand more guaranteed tickets than they've probably sold their entire existence in. In Scottsdale. My biggest worry is at the end of this season, whenever they do the lottery draft, I don't know what the actual date of the lottery draft is. Maybe Jake can Google it. Mr. Nerdman. Is somehow Arizona is going to win that lottery. And they're going to pick Connor Bedard. What a waste. Um, I don't know. Now, a lot of people will say it'd be a waste for him to go to Vancouver. But um, we have passionate fans. Yeah. You can say there's a lot of things you can say about Vancouver, Vancouver's media. They're passionate. The fans, they're like true diehards like you and me, are well versed in hockey. We can have an intelligent conversation about 90% of the teams in the NHL. You go down to Arizona. Did you, say you, Arizona. did you say you and I could have an intelligent conversation about hockey? Yes. When does that start? Well, I mean, we've been doing it for <laughs> seven weeks now. <laughs> sorry, sorry to burst your bubble there. Um, <laughs> oh, too funny. Um, but no, one down to Arizona, middle of hockey yep. season, J- January. Did it this year? Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you didn't know there was a hockey team there. You didn't know there was a hockey team there. <laughs> yeah, no it's bizarre. I don't know. I don't know when Bettman is going to just say or when the league's just going to say, I guess, the other owners. Well, they can't now. No, they're, they're owned by someone else. They they would. The owners yeah. have to make that decision now. Yeah, that's bizarre. I just don't get it. I just don't understand it. Way above my pay grade. Um, there's something there. There's something happening that doesn't make sense. But hey, what, whatever. Like if they want to continue losing money year after year after year after year, 
that's up to them. I just hope um, Bedard ends up in a team that their fans can appreciate who he really is. Because so, you get a lot of the teams down in the States, they don't they don't have the fan base that we have. Like you you put Bedard in Vancouver, that kid is in trouble, to be honest, because he won't be able to oh, walk the streets. No, he would he would have to be sheltered. And and like, oh, yeah. all honesty, like um I was, looking at the standings right now. We're the top six. the bottom six teams, Vancouver's number is the bottom six. Then yeah. you have Arizona, San Jose. Chicago, Columbus, and Anaheim. See, Anaheim. Out of, teams, out of those teams, there's only two places that I don't want to see him go. Where? And that's as and that's as a someone who wants to see this the sport thrive is Arizona and Columbus. Yeah. Who cares about hockey in Columbus? Who cares about hockey? He'd get in lost. He'd get Chicago. Lost. Chicago. They would love him. He oh, would be. He would be he a. Would be a he'd be a Wayne Gretzky in Edmonton. Anaheim, San Jose. Yeah, Same they thing. they get they get fans there. Oh yeah, Columbus, Arizona. He goes to die. I'm sorry. Like he he yeah. goes to squander. He's gonna play great hockey. Don't get me wrong. He's gonna oh, carry yeah. a team. He's gonna carry a team like Arizona into the playoffs somehow. Yeah, but they won't go but anywhere. Payday, but then his payday comes, and guess where? Guess what? Arizona's not putting that bill. No, definitely can't. They, they can't. Could. They choose not to. They choose not. Yeah. To. Well, they can't in a four thousand seat arena. I mean, you look. I was listening yeah, to the, uh, the Rod the Peterson. His, oh, go ahead. Sorry. By the time his entry level contract is up, they should be in the new arena. Should be. Keyword quotation marks should. I was listening to, of course, Rod Peterson's show, and he had on somebody from the Regina Pats, and I forget what position he held with the Regina Pats, but they were talking about where Bedard was going to end up. And um, it was really interesting to hear, um, and point blank, the guy was being like very blunt about it and how it's almost sickening to watch the Bedard show and not the Bedard show on the ice, the Bedard show outside of, off the ice and also outside of Regina on the road. It's insane, apparently. People are lined up. They try to get him out of a hotel, and people are lined up at every single exit of the hotel to, to bombard him. The kid is 16. Yeah, that's insane. Like, to me, there's no... Well, no, he's 17, almost 18. Okay, yeah, he's 17. Yeah. Yeah, because he'll be... problem is, when, yeah. most of the people in the lineups are my age. Yeah. Trying to profit from getting an autograph. It's insane. Right? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to watch, to see where he goes, and then not only see where he goes, and but watch what he does um, in it, in the NHL. Yeah. No, it's going to – don't get me wrong. I think he's going to be a star. It depends on where he goes if he's going to be a superstar. Yeah. Right, like he don't get me wrong, he'll be an all star uh selection every year that he's in the league. His public profile outside of the league is going to depend on where he goes. I just hope it doesn't, he doesn't get ruined, and that's um a big worry that I would have is the fact that yeah, there's a lot of pressure on him now. That's nothing, but dilch compared to what pressure is going to be in a year. In two so, years. 
Now, I completely agree, and we're Canucks fans, so we want him to come to the Canucks. Oh. Imagine being a hometown boy with that pedigree, oh, now having the pressure of the fans of the media on you. It's as a fan of Bedard, I don't. I would like him to go somewhere else other than Vancouver. Obviously, as a Canuck fan, pff, I I will cry the day of the um, lottery when they say, and the fair and the first pick goes to the Vancouver Canucks. I will cry, but. As a Bedard fan, I would feel bad for him. That pressure is going, or even Montreal. If he goes to Montreal, it's even worse. Because Montreal is such a hockey town. Toronto, Montreal, any of the Canadian franchises, and then the big ones. He would never, I mean, the chances of him going to to a Toronto is zero. No. Literally zero. Edmonton. Edmonton, Zero. Calgary, they could definitely they could definitely fall into it. Yeah, no. Not I don't happen. think it's it could <laughs> all I'm saying is it could happen. Yeah, it's not, yeah. But in reality, it's going to be it's, Vancouver or Montreal for the Canadian teams. Yeah. Really? It, yeah. It's it's the guy's good at hockey. Like the guy's breaking records everywhere he goes. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, it's it's he sold I love out, the fact it. that he sold the fact that he sold out the saddle dome. Something that the Flames and Hitman haven't been able to do. Yeah, well, the he Flames, I think, have done it three times this year only, right? It's like, and it's this bizarre. is for a, this is for a Hitman game. Exactly, exactly. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. crazy. Now but back to the Canucks. We we went off on a tangent well, there, didn't we? <laughs> talking about the Flames. Yes. Flames and Bruins. <laughs> could be leading contenders in trade for Canucks' Luke Shen. Now, this was reported about a week ago. Yeah, I saw that, actually. I didn't see the Bruins. I saw the Flames. Yeah, so two days ago. Um, he was sent home. So, he flew home. Well, so this this makes no sense to me. It, it doesn't. So three days ago, the Canucks decided to fly to Nashville because that's where they're playing. Yeah. Right? Then the next day, they're like, hmm, we're not going to play Luke Shen. Let's Fly him back. Yeah. Why didn't they just keep him home to begin with? I think something obviously happened in between the time they left for that flight and the time they were getting ready to play. But then nothing's happened. Now, Frank Saravelli did tweet out earlier this morning that there basically is a deal in place that they're waiting for more pieces to move. With this trade deadline being as crazy as it is and the, the, the flat cap and how much how little room every team has for salary. I understand, or for, yeah, salary cap. I understand it. But it just seems like poor management from management. Well, are you surprised? It's the Canucks. No. What does Luke Shen make? What is he making? And how long of a contract does he have? He, the uh, contract is up at the end of this year. Uh, I thought so. He has been making sweet bugger all. Yeah. now let's talk. 850,000. 850, so pretty much any team could take him. Every team could take him. Right. Now, what do we get for uh, uh, Luke Shin? Well, based off the, the fact what we got for Horvat, because that's where you have to put it. That's your baseline now. Well, I'm basing it off of a lot of different things. So today there was a trade where Zaitsev from Ottawa, um, I believe it went for a second and a fifth for future considerations. 
not just getting oh, okay. off of a bad bad contract, a second and a fifth. I believe. Let me let me look that up because I'm saying it very confidently, and I know that's not right. Uh, how do I spell Zaitsev? So just as you're doing that, Dom, uh, you might know Dom. Uh, he yeah. says he doesn't think the Bruins are going to be in there because with their pickups today, I don't know who they picked up today. Who did they pick I... up today, Dom? Let us know. I'm not sure. I have. I don't follow other teams that closely. So, um, so yeah, second round pick and a fourth round pick in the 2026 who? draft. Who? That's what Chicago got for taking Ottawa Senators Nikita Zaitsev. Oh, okay. So I just for taking said. a bad, so just for taking a bad contract, they've received a second and a future uh, future fourth. Right. Three years in the future. Um, <sighs> Do now is if this is part of a bigger wheel, like obviously we're waiting for other things to to take in, according to Frank Saravelli. Right. Do you is it a, take so a player? you're thinking your thought process is there, there's multi teams involved? So my thought process is yeah, we're taking in like and you've seen it before, but this year I think you're going to see it a lot more. We have a lot of empty cap space. We can weaponize that and say. You want Luke Shen, great. You can have Luke Shen. We'll take this player and trade. technically take that player, trade that player, and retain salary. And then you'll give us a second-round pick, and you'll give us a third-round pick. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're, we're basically taking that player saying, we'll take a chunk of that salary for the rest of the year, and you get him now. Now they each send us something in return. Right? Hmm. So we have and the being such a deep, a deep draft, it's worth it. Give if we go into the draft in the first three rounds and have less than nine picks, I think that's a bad decision for men. You should be you should be having as many picks as you want in the first three rounds. Oh, and I, for some reason in my head, I heard you say in the first round you want nine picks, and I'm like, I mean, yeah, give me what give me, smoking give me, drugs are you smoking? Give me nine picks in the first round, please. That will change the course of this entire franchise. But right so, now we have one, two, three, four, five, six picks in the first four rounds. Wow. So Dom says the Bruins picked up Orlov and Hathaway, Orlov being the D that they were looking for. So maybe Shen's off the books there. But could be, with, could be something that Shen going to the Flames, somebody from the Flames going to the Bruins, from the Bruins knows, to Canucks, right? who knows? And and it could be a team out of nowhere. Like we know Pittsburgh likes to do things in quiet. We know Carolina likes to do things in quiet. Wouldn't surprise me if the Islanders do things very quietly. Wouldn't surprise me if all of a sudden there's a trade where it's three three players, a bunch of draft picks being triangled, bounced around. Yeah. And the Canucks are part of that just to take, to get rid of Shen, maybe unload a Tyler Myers in the same breath. Oh, please. Please let it be um, so. And get some, and get some, Chaos uh, uh, get some pet picks or some young prospects as well, right? We're tanking yeah, the season. Why not? At this point of the season, we're not coming close to a playoff position. We should be selling. Yeah. If anyone's, if anyone calls about a player, you should be finding out what that what that price is. If it means and X, you sell. What's your thoughts on Demko? Are they sitting Demko for the rest of the season now? It looks like he no. hurt himself. <clears throat> he tweaked something on Saturday. No, yeah. on Thursday last week. Practice. Um, my guess is. Um, they have a practice day tomorrow. So basically Rick Tockett yesterday said that he, uh, Demko needs to get in a couple good practices, a couple hard practices, and he'll be ready to go. Oh, really? So, they have a, so they'll have a practice day tomorrow. That's already on okay. the books. Yeah. I believe they play again on Saturday. 
Let me look up the Canucks schedule. Then I don't think they play. Then they play again Monday, and then they have two days off. Oh, okay. So my thought is they they're playing tonight. They'll play. They'll practice tomorrow. Play Saturday. Day off and on they the play 26th. Monday. And then, then they, they don't play, play until Monday. Then they don't play until Thursday. So you have two days in there where you can give a day off and a hard practice, and then you could start um, Demko against the um, the Wild. If he's still feeling good, then you just run him out, get him back up into game form. Yeah. If he's not, you put in you put in Seelobs or Delia against the Mupalops. right? Yeah. Sorry, I was just looking at the standings, and I got—I always chuckle when I look at the standings because the Canucks are only five wins behind the Calgary Flames. Well, Problem yeah, is, we have ten more losses because <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> the Flames have all these overtime wins. And, they can't even—they uh, <laughs> can't even stop Arizona from scoring. Four, what was it? Fourteen shots last night. Fourteen uh, shots and three goals. <laughs> Well, and uh, yeah, the Flames have eleven overtime losses. <laughs> it's like insane, right? That they've got they've lost twenty in regulation and eleven in overtime. So of course, that eleven points really helps them, <laughs> right? It gives them. The, I mean, if without those, we're we're almost the same. <laughs> yeah. So Are the Flames out of here. a playoff? Yes. Are they out of the playoffs right now? I believe you're right. If you- if you're a betting man, I would not be betting that they're making the playoffs this year. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, you know what? It would make me happy. Um, <laughs> it would get me a bit of a chuckle. So the trade that uh, Dom chatted about on YouTube. Well, yes. Live here, yes. Um, Capitals, Bruins, and the Minnesota Wild were involved in this trade. Oh. So um, Capitals send Dimitri Orlov and Garnet Hathaway to Boston Bruins. The yeah. Capitals received Craig, Craig Smith, a 2023 first round pick, 2024 third round pick, and a 2025 second round pick. Minnesota Wild announced they received a 2023 fifth round pick and retained 50% of Orlov's salary. Oh, similar to what uh, you were just talking about. Exactly. 100%. That's why it worked out so perfectly. Yeah. So Minnesota, just for taking 50% of a salary, got a 2023 fifth round pick. It's a shot yeah. on the dartboard. Why not? Yeah. Right? For like, I mean, how <coughs> how much of that? What is uh, Orlov making? I mean, it's probably a couple uh, million, anyways. Probably, yeah. I think quite a bit. <coughs> My apologies. Dimitri so, Orlov is making... who do the who do the Flames give up? That's the question. Who are they giving up on? Uh, sorry, the he's his uh, cap hit is five point one million. Hmm. But he so has, right, a couple million for that the that they'll have to take. But Boston Boston Bruins are only taking on one point two seven five because fifty percent was retained by Washington, and then fifty percent of that fifty percent was retained by uh, uh, by um, the Wilds. Oh wow! So they're paying a quarter of of the salary. Jeez. Right. Yeah. If Big you have trade. the cap space, if you have the cap space, do it right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like you say, it's so a, it's a shot. Saying, yeah, it's a shot in the dark. But hey, shot in the dark means you're hitting the board. Yeah. So what I'm, I guess, going back to the Flames, because um, yeah. they've been the most talked about um, that I've yeah. seen 
um, that are going are looking at Shen and somebody else. Was it Myers or was it Shen and somebody else? Uh, Brock, probably Brock Besser. Yes, Besser. Um, who do the Flames give up on? Because you, if you're going to go for those two players, it's not just going to be draft picks. No, if it's so, you're if it's going to have Shen, to give up players, if it's Shen, like just Shen, I'm happy with the that, third round pick. Then it's draft. Uh, probably second, but yeah, third, no, whatever. I would, I wouldn't say second, just be just because based off the value of other players yeah. in the rounds, a second would be high. But for Brock, that I don't know. There's not too many comparables out there yet, right? I mean, I mean, you look at the the Flames roster. Who, I mean, who who do you go after? Do they have they given up on Markstrom? No, you're not getting Markstrom for Brock. Not even close. Brock and Shen. No, no, not even two not for even one. Iota close. No. <laughs> Come on, not even, bring Markstrom home. No, you're not even you're not even coming close to picking up a phone call. <laughs> to make that deal. They're not giving up on Markstrom. I'm being a smart ass. Just because I can and it makes me feel good. <laughs> um, honestly, the, you've got uh, what Lucic coming off the books next year. Yeah. Because um, like, you need to balance out the cap hits. That's the biggest Yeah. Thing. Well, yeah. Right? So if you're taking on a Brock Besser... I'm hoping there's no retention from the Canucks. So you're taking on, say, Milan Lucic and a, a second rounder? I mean, Lucic, I mean, he's a Vancouver kid. He's right. Tweet. But yes, I mean, he's only got a couple more years left. And you know what? That, that would be okay with me. I'd be okay with that. Because he'd bring yeah, that, because... um, that uh, vet, that veteran leadership role. Not just that, but. His he's up the, the end of the year, so it doesn't work out. No harm, no foul. See ya. You can let him yeah. If he he's a good fit, Rick Talkett seems to love those types of players who are getting their bruisey. Now Lucic's his feet aren't there; like his speed's not there comparative to what it was even last year. No, exactly. But do you pair him with a put him on a line with um, PD and Kuzmenko, and now you've got a net front presence guy to, and two guys who go, go chase the puck. Well, yeah, you know he'd I mean? be like, like the cement head from Edmonton. Semenko, that was his job, right? Yeah, like, and that's what yeah. it is, right? Like this year, he's only got 14 points in 55 games. Yeah. He's not He's not playing well. He's not doing much. Well, the whole team's not playing well. Everybody's like, oh, they need a goalie. Huh? They need a goal. Your whole team sucks. If anyone from, <laughs> from Calgary is listening and you think you need a goalie, please look yourself in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Slap yourself a few times. Wake up from the fantasy world that you're in and go back to last year when you look at uh, Markstrom stats. How about the year before yes. Markstrom stats? How about the year before? Maybe the year before. The defense, in, the defense in front of him. Oh, no. Even when he had really shitty defense when he was in Vancouver, he still he was, played really well. Maybe, yeah. just maybe, let me think this through for a second. Your douchebag of a coach who doesn't even know who your star player is from your AHL system. Needs to get out of the goddamn league. Him and Tortorella need to fucking leave. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tell us what you really think of Mr. Sutter. <laughs> I think did he, you did you call Mr. Sutter a douchebag? Yeah, I would wow. say that to his face too. Wow, you're not a nice guy. Uh, the way he treated um, I can't think of his name Peltier. The way he, he treated Peltier. He knew who he was. 
I know he knew that. 100% he knew that. But to make a public statement like that? Yes. It was it was done on purpose. It's it's Sutter's way of pushing buttons, just like I push your buttons. Same thing. It's no. Sutter's way of pushing buttons and getting that no, media it's... going and, and hopefully ignite a, a flame under a player or two. Because holy fuck, do they need it? <laughs> instead, what it's but instead it's what it's done and what I and the rest of the media world think it, it has done is turn the entire place against him. Is that a media can, made up thing, or is that pin, actually a go thing? Back, pinpoint, that, pinpoint that. You don't have an agent of a player post things without his player's approval. You don't. Really? You you can. Uh, you there's no way. Um, I can't think of the name of the agent. Yeah, I can't either. I, um, I know who you're talking about, though. Huberto's agent. I can't think of his name. Yeah, and uh, he said that um, basically that Sutter's an asshole. Yeah. He didn't use those words whatsoever. He just basically said it. Alan Without Walsh. saying Alan it. Walsh is yes, that's it. That's the guy's you name. Think, yes. You think Alan Walsh is going to tweet and tag the Calgary Flames without his players <laughs> okay of it? Um, I doubt it. <laughs> <clears throat> I doubt it. Yeah. Um, but Sutter's not going anywhere. Not this year. He's there until the, um, till the end of the season. I could see a coaching change. I could see a coaching change at the end. Yep. Now, do they, do they move? I've heard this a lot because a lot of people believe that, um, he's going to be player personnel. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you, Jared Jake. D- DJ yeah. Streams, whoever that is, DG DJ Streams. Um, thanks for tuning in, buddy. Um, he says he did the same thing with the Flurry Sword uh, situation you remember, in Vegas. You remember when I um, uh, they started Lerner? And oh yeah, that's what happened. And giant image of a sword going through his back, uh, Flurry's back. <laughs> That was Alan Walsh. DJ, DJ Stream says, I was on the podcast. Come on. He, he, the old man doesn't listen to the podcasts. <laughs> I asked you if you knew who he was, and you were, I don't know. Yeah, when you're like, the budget, budget Streams. So sorry, DJ. I click over and it's DJ. like, yeah, DJ, DJ. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm glad yeah. you were able to fill in for me, buddy. That's That's cool of you. Um, I met your other counterpart that um, Cam. was on I Cam. I met him. When did I meet him? Sunday. Sunday at the uh, Wrangler hockey game. Yeah, that was. was I'm a, I assume it was a really good game. I watched <laughs> maybe thirty seconds of all of hockey. But that's a story for another time. <laughs> it was the only was time I've ever been to a hockey game and didn't watch any hockey. That's why I chose a game I didn't care about. <laughs> it was fun. It was a good time. Just for those of you who don't know, we went for my 30th birthday as it just passed. I uh, rented a suite out with uh, 30 of my closest or 20 of my closest friends uh, and family, and uh, proceeded to drink and talk more than watch hockey. Yeah, it was a good time. It was fun. It was a lot of fun, honestly. And the whole buying, like, and I will say this about the Saddle Dome: it might be an old building. 
the staff that they have on hand there, fantastic. Oh, she the, was from amazing. the moment, not just the waitress that was there helping us out, bringing us stuff, but from the moment I picked up the phone to talk to someone about booking, smooth as butter. It was, these are your options. This is when uh, you want to do it. Okay, here you go. Here are four options. Which option works best for you? Oh, you need more time? Okay, cool. Let me call you back in a week. And on a week, I'd be like, hey, call me back on Thursday because I know that's what I'm getting paid. Okay, cool. Picked up the phone, called me on a Thursday, said, hey, are you free? You told me to give you a call back. Just nice. like consummate professionals all the way through. Um, I want that's to give awesome. a shout out on that. Very cool. So again, so besides Lucic, I can't see any other player. Like, I just don't and, see it. I, yeah, and that's where the I find it hard. About. I, there's, how much of that is smoke and mirrors? If everyone's looking at Calgary, if everyone's looking at Boston, where are the real conversations happening? I always think that, especially during trade deadline, how look much. Over, look at this hand, look, look at over, this hand. Well, this hand's stealing your wallet. Making the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Right? right? Yeah. Could so, be, could, you could totally be right. Yeah. Time will tell. Um, you know, it's funny. Before we came on the podcast, um, I was coming upstairs and I'm thinking, are we going to have enough to talk about with the Vancouver Canucks? Because <coughs> it seems like there's nothing to talk about with the Vancouver Canucks because oh, they yeah. suck so bad this year. So it's not like we're talking about any games. Like we, oh. we just spent a half, 35 minutes talking about the Canucks and spent less than a minute talking about one game where they got booed and because they tied it up in overtime. Speaking we're literally Canucks, not, we're not paying attention to any of the games anymore. Well, we are right now with five minutes left in the second period. It is now two nothing St. Louis. Yes. So the tank is on. Um, I like it. But yeah. So as we transition, Always during the middle of the show, I like to do a little plug here for the HughesSports.ca, the website that we um, have started that hosts articles that we definitely always remember to post every week. Um, editorials from us talking about things, uh, podcasts, and hopefully we're going to be putting up some more content. I have a few ideas I want to pass by the old man that we never ended up uh, doing, but we are uh, hoping to expand all sorts of ideas there, as well as I teased it last week. I'm going to tease it again. As we get closer and closer to the playoffs, keep your ears out. Keep your eyes on the Twitter. You can follow us at HSP underscore pod on Facebook at HSP Hughes Sports Podcast. Um, if everything goes my way, we will be doing a fun little playoff thing. Oh. He looks confused. If you're watching right now, uh, the old man looks more confused than like the Canucks I don't know, figuring the Canucks out why they were booed when they tied it when they tied the game up late in the third or, period. Or, or if the, like when Canucks management makes a good trade, like a good move and a good a good trade, and, it's and like, you go, huh? <laughs> I sort of well, do remember trans- talking about that somehow, but not really. We'll, we'll but anyway. talk about we'll talk about it after the stream again because last cool. last week you bailed real quickly. Um, <laughs> let's transition from the Vancouver Canucks, the flag that is on your the left when I'm looking at the screen, to your to the right, to the BC Lions. Um, just before getting into my car to come home from work. Oh, I saw hurt. a little tweet from the BC Lions <laughs> that they have made a trade, a conditional fourth round pick for a quarterback at Dane Evan. Talk about a quizzical um, look. Holy crap. So if I remember correctly, this was the gentleman that you thought was going to go to Saskatchewan um, near the start of free agency. That's exactly right. Um, and not just me. There was 
all kinds of speculations that uh, the insiders said Evans to Saskatchewan. It's a it's a done deal. Um, so I don't understand. Is is Dane Evans not a starter? He's twenty nine. Last year he played seventeen games. I'm, it doesn't tell me he starts, but I assume he started all seventeen games. Uh. 3,883 yards, 16 touchdowns, 16 interceptions, an average of 8.5 yards per pass. Um, carried the ball 59 times for a total of 202 yards for four touchdowns. So, I mean, you can never have enough quarterbacks. You can never have enough good quarterbacks. I mean, if we go into uh, 2023 season with VA and D, D, Dane Evans, I was going to say D-E, um, just because everybody calls V-A, V-A. Um, <laughs> that's not a bad one-two combo. Well, not just that, but you also have uh, Dominique Davis. Oh, yeah. So you got one, two, three. You've got three quarterbacks who, coming out of or, training camp, if one of them gets or injured... Do you have or that trade? Them... Do, you have, do you have that ability to make a big trade? After you sign someone like that, right? I mean, a conditional fourth round for uh, a decent... uh, Let's face it. Dane Evans isn't Bo Levi. No. Dane Evans isn't Nathan Rourke. Nope. Dane Evans is a damn good quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. He's not not a superstar. No. But he's definitely going to win you some games. So, from the sounds of it, from what I was reading on uh, Third Down Nation, um, written, I don't know who it's written by, it doesn't show me the name, uh, but three, th- three Down Nation is probably one of the best, if not the best, source for news on the CFL, including the, want, the TSN. Besides uh, HughesSports.ca, uh, if you want content on the CFL, go to Three Down Nation. Um, they cover it 12 months a year, yep. 365 Three days po- a year. Three Down Nation podcast, uh, Justin Dunk and John Hodge are fantastic. They break things down and they are, we're the fan version of their podcast, to be honest. We are the yeah. fans who react to the news. They're the guys who break the news and dig yeah. in and find the stories. Right? One, day, one day, one we day we will be them. Exactly. <laughs> but we start right, everywhere. Somewhere, everyone starts somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, did it, uh, did it, Vernon Adams is our guy and our starter, led by VA. The uh, QB room will be the key component to our sex in 2023, is what Rick Campbell said. Yeah. Talking about the addition of Dane Evans, Vernon Adams is our guy. Dane Evans is number two. In, if not number three. One, not one B versus with uh, Dominique. Like, there's, a, there's three quarterbacks that, like I said, if Vernon Adams doesn't perform, then you got cool. so or did you now have a a number one and a number two A and a two B? I think so. I think I right. I think we'll learn a lot more once training camp starts. Yeah, um, we are. I'm not just. Dis- like, I'm I'm quizzical about it, but I'm not disappointed by it. No, exactly. It's um, it's a good sign because that's the biggest question mark we all had. I don't know if you can yeah. all hear that, but when Jake types, he sounds like he's angry. He angry types. It's like, well, it's not. Uh, half of that is half of that is my keyboard. Oh, okay. It just sounds angry. 
half of that is probably like the the, the jiggles of the the microphone. Oh, okay, sure, we'll give you that. Uh, we'll I think that. folks think we have an angry typer. So I blame his mother. Three, we're still three months away from training camp opening. Yes. So we've yes, got we a are. lot of time. Sorry, that's what I was looking at. One second. <coughs> we do have three, three months, months left. Yeah, because June and a half months of June May season 15th. starts. May fifteenth, and we're like ninety-two days away from the season opening now. Yeah, like so. the first preseason game. So, what's cool about this season, though, this off season of the CFL, and maybe it's just me because I've been off and I've been able to pay more attention to it. And we're doing the podcast. And we're doing the podcast, and I listen to a podcast daily, Monday to Friday, that really delves into the CFL and the NHL. Um, maybe I'm just paying more attention to it. Um, but I don't remember having this much interest in the offseason that I, I also, do this year. I also think this is an offseason that's unusual for the CFL. Having a big name like Bo Levi leave, having a big name like um Butler leave. Having a, a Butler, yeah, he's on. Oh yeah, one. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're um, saying. Nathan Rourke signing down in the states. You have uh, the news the today. That, well, the only thing that you had for sure was um uh Winnipeg. That was the only sure for sure lockdown who your quarterback was. Even so, True, I don't eh? know. Edmund, I don't know who Edmonton's quarterback is going to be. Off the top of my head, I don't know who. Yeah. No idea. Right, Toronto. Toronto now has a question mark at who's going to be their quarterback. Well, it'll be Kelly. It'll be Kelly for sure. But right, because they had, that competition, they had that competition with McLeod Bethel Thompson, but he announced today on his Instagram page that he assigned with the New Orleans Breakers of the USFL um, in hopes of reigniting NFL interest. And this is a story that I, as soon as I saw, I. Texted the old man because I wanted to cover this. To it's, me, this not a, um, it's not a surprise. It, it's been talked about all off season. Um, yep. So it's not a huge surprise. A dis- it's a disappointment. There's no doubt about it. Um, of course, Twitter's a fi- on fire. Oh my God, it's going to end the CFL. We're doomed. Oh my God, what's happened? Pull the plug. Let the water out. We're done. The ship is sinking. Come on, folks. Yeah. Doug Flutie left the CFL. The ship didn't sink. Warren Moon left the CFL. Guess what? The ship didn't sink. The CFL isn't going anywhere. Is it a disappointment? MBT won't be playing in Toronto? For Toronto fans, yeah. I think for the league as well. You do remember, like, this isn't a... Who went in and who, which out. quarterback was in when they won the Grey Cup? Uh, it was Kelly, Kelly was it not? Yeah, who led the C- who who led the CFL in passing yards and who led the passing yards in the CFL in 2022? Yeah, it was NB, NBT. Yeah, yeah. McLeod Bethel Thompson. Like I say, it's going to be it's a disappointment, it's a loss, so, but it's not the end this, of the world. No, far from the end of the world, especially for the CFL. I don't think it's good. Like the CFL I think it's a bigger story is Nathan Rourke. I don't think so. I think I think that's a natural progression for a lot of fans. A lot of fans view the CFL as that. Um, you, you don't follow NBA, but NBA has a G League, where 
basically put their draft class in, right? Like CFL has always been that league that's been around what, longer what is, than the NFL. What is, what, what is this NBA you talk of? Yeah, I know basketball. It's, it, don't get me wrong; I don't watch a sport either, but I at least know about it. It's, um, like, it's like hockey for Americans. Yes. That's yes. you thought it was going to say something else, didn't you? I did not. Nope. I <laughs> hope not. Um, but if so, after the first, this is the, the USFL uh, opened their doors last year. Um, twenty twenty two was their first season. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, there's all sorts of legal. No, don't say again. There's all sorts of legal battles that <laughs> it's not the same league, but it is the same league. Blah, but blah, they don't have the blah, rights. Blah blah blah. 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 Um, last year, there was 15 players that played in the USFL that got signed to the 53-man roster for the NFL. If McLeod Bethel-Thompson, who's played in the CFL, what, eight years, six years? Something like that. Uh, five years. Five years. He's yeah. played in the CFL. If after five years in the CFL, he goes down and plays in the USFL, and after one year, he puts on a, a clinic in the USFL, and an NFL team comes calling... Does that show the USFL has more NFL eyes on it than the CFL does? Well, is that I mean, going to be the next destination? We, we talked for... about this. We talked about this offline because my first question to you was going to be how many USFL players went to the NFL. And I was going to be a real snot about it, and then we did some research and found out there was a whole lot. What was it? Fifteen. Fifteen. One five. So I mean, any. American league is going to have more NFL. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Any pro NFL, uh, pro football league in the States is going to have more NFL eyes on it than the CFL. The CFL has been around 110 years. Yes. And that's the thing is I'm not, I'm not going as far as some people on Twitter saying it's over. It's done. Pull the plug. It's all, it's all over now. Um, knockout punch. But, no, it's not. <sighs> but if again, that's where I'm saying long. This is a long-term story for me. This is if Bethel Thompson goes in from the. Did you break your headphones? I did break my headphones. You saw that. I was trying to do that without being seen, but it was almost impossible not to see that. Um, the <laughs> if he goes down to the USFL, he can't hear me, so I'm just going to keep talking. But if you go down to the USFL, you put on a huge season you put up great numbers you look good and you keep you keep up the the image you have and you get picked up after only one year in the usfl yeah do players instead look at the usfl as a better option if you want to keep those nfl dreams alive oh i think they already do a i think they make more money i think they're making i think when i looked at it, it was like five thousand dollars a week to play in the I, usfl i don't think so give me one second i just read something here I, um, I think it was. I, I remember well, the seeing USFL, the USFL can compete with the CFL financially. They can't. No. Oh, and really? No. Like okay. money-wise, money-wise, the second best league of American football, Canadian football, is the yes. CFL. Oh, okay. The XFL doesn't have the viewership or yet. If they no. ever do. Did you watch the, any of the XFL on the weekend? I want to get to that after this conversation. Okay. Actually. Okay. Um, the USFL, just like the XFL, too new to have that money, but it's backed by big pockets. It's backed by Fox Sports. Yes. Right? Huge pockets. So, again, all they need is one or two stars 
and you're going to see the, in my opinion, you're going to see the floodgates open from CFL being choice number two to USFL being choice two, CFL then XFL. I believe that's going to be the in two or three I years think by twenty twenty six to become a viable league. Yep, it it needs to be owned by more than one person. So you got Fox and you've got somebody else. And Who was it? A gentleman, I don't remember his name. Give me one second. Yeah. We'll turn up the right tab. Some Brian guy. Woods. Who yeah. I'm not sure who that is. So you've Sorry, got no, two it's... people owning the league. Yeah. Yeah. Until you have a league where I don't know how many teams are in the USFL, but every there team is owned by separate te- uh, people. Is can you can you consider it a viable league? Reason I say that is, can you actually be transparent when you're running all eight teams? Who does the trades? Who approves the trades? Well, so I'm oh, hold on. So you're going from a, I just want to finish my brain thought here because if I don't, yeah. I'll, it'll fart out. Yep. Remember, think back when BC and, um, and Toronto was owned by Braley. There's all sorts of shady deals. Who was it? Um, who was it who went down to the States, Scott cut, came back up, and all of a sudden his deal was with Toronto instead of BC? Yeah. I can't remember who that was. But yeah, 100%. I agree, but that's why there's general managers who in the xfl anyways i don't know about the usfl in the xfl the owner the uh general managers basically have ownership duties except they're not paying the bills well yeah they but they, they cap, answer they have a but they answer to the owner to the owners it's a it's a group that owns them it's not it's he has a min, minority stake in it in comparison to the rest of his group but going to rock johnson if you have Again, if you have what, even if it's thirty people owning the the name XFL, and they have twelve teams, let's say they have thirty teams, they're going to do what's best for the league, not what's best for each individual team. So, thus, you're when you're looking at when you're looking at Vancouver, go back to the NHL, and each team is owned individually. The owners do what's best for Vancouver, not what's best for the league. Do they? Well, yeah. <laughs> They're supposed to. Bad, They're bad example, but you know what I'm saying. I do see what you're saying, yeah. Um, I'm no, going to try to fix my headphones again. Yeah, no worries. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the USFL and XFL because there have been tons of rumors that um, the XFL and the CFL are going to partner together or merge together or Storm one, form one super league because they both uh, have partners partnered with the same analytical company. I can't think of the name of them right now, but I feel like at this point we've kiboshed that rumor that the XFL and the CFL are going to merge. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. Do you see? Do you see if one of these, like the XFL and the USFL, they both gain footing instead of competing with each other in three years? They then have the XFL division and the USFL division, just like the AFC and the NFC. They both used to, it used to be the NFL versus the AFL. That's how exactly. the Super Bowl first started. I, it definitely, I could see that now happening got, and turn now into two. Team. Then all of a sudden you have the NFL, USFL, XFL. Yeah, you got a championship over here and you got a championship over mm-hmm. here. 
Well, now you can have a super Super Bowl, right? Right. Like, me, where, did, where does it end? Well, I still think I think once a year, you take the worst. We should first off the way the 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 North American football or football oh, I like the way you were going with this. I think all of the way North American sports is set up with a playoff format is dumb. Yes, is is my first. In Europe, especially with footy, every year you're fighting for relegation. If you get relegated, you move down a league. You can win championships. That you're always competing to come up. You're, there's no such thing as tanking in that world because if you tank, you don't get a good draft pick. You just move down a division, and your yeah. money drops. You're you don't have the money to spend. So, my thought process here is the breakup winner versus the last place team in the NFL. <laughs> I think it would be a, a competitive game. You play a three-game series. <coughs> what? You play what, a three-game series. What nope, rules dummy, do you use? Three-game series, one game at home for each. So at the CF, at the Great Cup Champions house, you play CFL rules. At the NFL house, you play NFL rules. Then you have a third off-site um, game, whether it be in Mexico or Europe, because both leagues are trying to get international. And you have a combination of those rules. Why not? It'll Work together. It'll Why? never happen. Why? Jake. They, they, the, NFL they took, the NFL is they, already taking, or the CFL is already taking NFL money. They, if, Sorry, people couldn't see what I just did, but I rolled my eyes and my head at the same time. They took away the All-Star game, the Pro Bowl, from the um yeah <laughs> they played football they played, okay so not only do i think this is the stupidest thing i've ever heard <clears throat> dj says that may be the craziest take i've ever heard on this podcast for him to say you're that you're <laughs> we've had some pretty crazy stuff happen on this podcast true that there had to be the craziest besides Oh, let's treat the whole team. We we went over that. We we listened to it every single listen to this podcast from the very beginning. You hear that, but let's jump in while we were talking about it, the XFL. Because we watched the opening kickoff. We did, and that was the only that's all I watched. And you seem very confused by it. It was the most bizarre kickoff I've ever seen in any football league, anywhere, in any given town, country, city. It's worse than a pickup game. So get me. Let me get this right. Okay, let's see. Let's see if we can nail this on the first attempt. You're you're gonna kick off from the what is it? The 35 yard line, your own. Yep. yep. Yet your players are lined up on the opponent's 35-yard line. Yep. And the opponent's players are lined up on the 30-yard line. The ball excluding is kicked. Sorry, excluding one player. So there's the returner. Who's who back. behind that line. Yes. So there's the kicker the ball who's is back. Kicked. And there's a... Yep. The ball is kicked. It sails yep. through the air. Nobody fucking moves. Oops. Not Nobody moves. They Not just walking. sail. It sails through the air. Sails through the air. The guy catches it, then and people then start running. It was like that had to be the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. I'm not saying I didn't like it. 
helps a lot of injuries. Encourages re encourages returns. Don't don't he, for those of you who are listening, he just sighed and just hit his head. Yes. How many did you say stop did... time out? Time out. Let me finish my thought here. How many injuries do you see? You go to ever almost every single home game for Calgary. How many pointless extra long timeouts do we have to take? Because a special teams guy running down the field gets clipped, twists an ankle, and has to be helped off the field. At least once a game. Called football. It's yeah. not it's not called pamper ball. I don't care what you want to call it. You're not allowed to follow through on your hits on quarterbacks. It's not the league that I grew up in. You're not allowed. You're not allowed um, blindside blocks anymore. This is a this is a, a football a, a football organization and a, and a society that is moving forward. Oh, oh, is that what it is? This is so we should call this woke football. No, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> As an official work, yes, you want people to be safe. You want people to play the game. You want people to play the game in an aspect where the game is still fun, but you're not hurting people. You're not getting hurt. You're not taking advantage of people. If you can mitigate one injury by changing one rule, it's a simple way to do that. Is you don't have people running full speed down to catch the to, to chase down a guy who's standing still looking up. It's absolutely insane. Yes, of course we're changing football. We've changed hockey. We've changed boxing has changed. UFC has changed. So we now call the XFL woke foot. No, we're not calling it woke anything. We muted him. We kicked him off the show. You know why? This is my show. Not his. Mine. And that, folks, is a David Legrand. <laughs> I miss it. Dom says, nah, I miss enforcers in hockey. Yeah. They brought in instigator rule. They <laughs> ran Graffiti Torres out of the league. They ran. The only player they have around <laughs> the league who takes dirty shots it's Brad Marchand. The guy's celebrated every year. Gets taken to the goddamn All Star game. Deep breath. If Rafi Torres made one hit nearly as dirty as Brad Marchand has taken out people's knees, he should have been suspended. Thirty shallow was. <laughs> okay, we'll put him in the penalty box. Hip to goddamn hit. And Sammy Sal got suspended in 2010 for this. And you're telling oh. me that Brad Marchand, who takes people out of the knees and is proud of it, he goon smells afterwards. And Tom Wilson, who literally, I swear to God, took a dose of cocaine and started punching people <laughs> on the just off the off the face off last year, he celebrated as an all-star. So anybody that's still watching at the one one hour mark. It only took me one hour tonight to get Jake going. And all I had to say is the XFL is woke football. <laughs> oh, buddy. As we're speaking right now, just so you know, you can be watching the XFL. It is on right now. Your, oh, is it? Your, your Seattle Sea Dragons oh. um, are only one, are facing the St. Louis Battlehawks, who are 1 and 0. Oh, and it is Battlehawks. Battlehawks. That's not my team. That's just a sad name for a football team. Why is that a sad name for a football team? Battlehawks. It sounds dumb. Canucks. <laughs> what a stupid name that is. Hey, okay. 
Lions. Hey. Golden Knights. Golden Knights. <laughs> that is the dumbest team name. Bruin. For for... Bruin. <laughs> NBA uh, DJ says MLB, NBA, and now NFL teams test a lot of different rules in their below league. Kind of interesting. It's true. The NFL has actually been paying. Oh, yeah. CFL. Multiple years now for yes. the test rules, out, including the pass interference review that was brought into the CFL first. The NFL saw the success and then brought it in the following season. Well, it was because of the NFL we went to our new um, point after uh, going yep. back to the what is it? It's the twenty-five yard line, thirty-yard line, wherever we came yep. from now. And yep. if you're going to run, it's at the two-yard line. That's came in from the NFL with their agreement. Yeah, they wanted. Back to, when. They, wanted to, they wanted to see how it worked. Um, yeah. Also, I know you haven't watched any games. Have you seen anything before we wrap up? Have you seen yeah. anything um, on Twitter or YouTube from the XFL <clears throat> during their uh, replay, re- their video replays? No, I haven't seen anything. It's a live mic. Mm-hmm. The guy in the booth who's asking and making the ruling—it's a live mic. He's on Get camera. Can be, can be heard by everyone watching. So hey, we need we zoom that in a bit. Okay, does he have position here? I don't think that bottle is that um that the ball's wibbling there. Now can he be heard in the stadium? I don't know about that. I know he's okay heard on the TV broadcasts. That's cool. It's transparency at a degree that you I don't think you've ever seen before. I like that actually. That's the yeah, CFL. McFly. And it's little things like that that will make the, the CFL more watchable. Yeah. Exactly. But on that note, yes. More. What I will do is I'm actually going to retweet that, retweet one of those videos from the XFL. Yeah, do that. I want to see it. Um, if you want to find us on Twitter, you can find us at HSP underscore pod. We're also on Facebook, HSP dash Hughes Sports Podcast. Um, you can find me at Common Courtesy. I didn't stream anything this week because I have not been feeling great. You might be able to tell from the coughing in the throat, um, dealing with uh, an illness. I think he Where has like a five-day hangover is what it is. I think Jake has I feel a five. Fine. Turning 30 I thought, really hurt him. <laughs> I honestly I honestly thought I was going to be more hungover than I was. I did sleep all day Monday, but that's beside the point. Where can they find you on social media, old man? Uh, Kevin Hughes on Facebook, or you could go to my other hat that I wear at Cavelli Channeling and look me up there and see what I do there. Again, we will see you guys here next Thursday, maybe. I have an idea I want to toss to the old man off air, but we might see you next Thursday. Keep stay tuned to our uh, socials channels, and uh, we'll we will keep you guys talking about Willis. Have yourselves a wonderful night, and see you folks next Thursday, maybe.